Welcome to the 5511 Podcast, inspiring stories of God's power being poured out globally in the lives of ordinary people. Hosted by Dirk Smith, Peyton Armstrong, and Brooke Kell. This podcast is supported by EEM. EEM publishes, prints, and distributes Bibles and Bible-based materials in 30-plus nations and in 20-plus languages, free to all. Hello and welcome to 5511, supported by EEM, where every story is a living example of Isaiah 5511. I'm Dirk, and joining me once again are Brooke and Peyton. Hi, guys. Hello. How are Hello. you? Good. How are you? Uh, doing okay. Doing all right. Brooke, give us the report on the beach. How was it? The beach was so good. It went by too fast. Lots of good relaxing time, though. Were you there for a week? I was there. For a week, for seven days, and I just soaked up every minute of it. Mm, yeah. I'm going to act like I really care, but I really don't because <laughs> I, I just kind of hate you. And, and, and which beach did you go to? We went to Hilton Head, so I went with some college friends. Oh, yeah. And so it was North quite Carolina. the drive. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a hike. That's further than a trek down to the Gulf like mm -hmm. uh, most people from this area do. But man, it's pretty. Hilton Head is gorgeous. It's beautiful. I, it was very packed with people. So I think I would choose to go at a different time if I were to go back. But it was still really beautiful. Very nice. Well, I just, um, I live vicariously through you. That's that's my life. <laughs> um, and Peyton, I did. I talked to you right after children's camp at church and you sounded like you were dead. It uh, sounded like it <laughs> wore you out. Yes, it it was definitely exhausting, but it was amazing. I love working with the little kids and seeing them praise and worship Jesus. So oh, that is it that's filled so me fun. up. That's great. <laughs> they are precious. Such always a reminder why Jesus told us to become like little children. Oh right? yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. So innocent and yeah. It's tiring, but we're rewarding. Mm -hmm. Well, all is all is pretty good in the Smith household. Things are going all right. Um, I was going to say up front here to any of our listeners, if you are listening and you've ever attended the EEM events in the past, and Brooke, you know what those are, Peyton, that's, that's mm -hmm. pre-you. Mm -hmm. But we used to travel around the country quite a bit and do events all over the place each year and... All of these stories in season one are stories that we have told in different events. So if you came to those events and you were one of those people that came up and said, oh, I love that story. I wish you guys would write that down. Well, here's your opportunity to have these and they're going to be on our website. I mean, indefinitely, I guess. And you can share this with other people, invite other people to listen to these different stories. So stay tuned through the rest of the season. There'll be stories that if you attended those events, you'll probably go, I, I remember this story. And today is definitely one of those. This is a story that took place. And we were headed to Romania to shoot a documentary. We had set it up. There's an older lady there who is a missionary who's just one of my favorite people on the planet. She's just such a spirit-led lady. And she set it up for us to interview a young woman. And I'm going to call her Alexandra and protect her real name for some obvious reasons. 
Alexandra's story was quite remarkable. She was very young. She was 22, I believe, at the time, which, interestingly enough, was the exact same age of my daughter at that time. Alexandra's story was this. She encountered this woman who I'll call Sue. And Sue was an American, a missionary, and Sue had befriended Alexandra. And in the process of their friendship developing, Sue would always pray with Alexandra. And on one occasion, Alexandra just looked at Sue and said, Oh, I just wish I could pray like that to God. And Sue said, well, of course you can. And she said, no, God won't want to hear from me. And Alexandra began sharing her story. A lot of abuse in her home, a lot of sexual abuse throughout her life, and it was extremely painful. Well, we didn't really know all of this when we went into this. We knew bits and pieces, but as we sat down and began interviewing Alexandra, there was a point at which, and she's sharing her story of her becoming a Christian, and her her family was against it from day one, and when she became a Christian, she had to do it in secret, but they found out, and when they found out, they nearly beat her to death, her father nearly beat her to death, and refused to take her to the hospital because then it would raise suspicion. But she was definitely in a position where hospitalization would have been needed and beneficial for her. And as she's sharing this story with us, I got my videographer there and he's asking the questions. He's typically the one asking the questions. I was just sitting in the chair so that she wouldn't look directly into the camera. So she's talking to me. Well, she starts going deep and telling us about this abuse and, and how she just hung on to God. And and I don't know why I wasn't really the one asking the questions, but the question just hit me. She stopped and I just looked at her and I said, Alexandra, was there ever a time when you just thought, this isn't worth it. I, I'm not doing this anymore. This following Jesus is just too hard. This 22-year-old looked at me she said, oh, no, no. Can I look into the camera and say something? And I said, yeah, absolutely. She looks right into the camera and she says, if you're out there and you're looking for God, you just keep searching. Because when you find him and he captures your heart, you will never, ever let him go. Nothing will get you to let go of him. I'm a puddle. I, I mean, I've got tears rolling down my face. I'm trying to recover because I'm looking at her and I'm realizing this is my daughter. Are you kidding me? Would my daughter say that? Would I say that? Would I go through what she's going through or has gone through and have that attitude? I kind of wait, I'm waiting for our videographer to ask the next question. And all of a sudden, his sheet of questions kind of comes down and in front of me. And he hands them to me. And I look up at him like, are you kidding me? Can you not see the waterworks happening here? I am in no position to be asking any questions. He doesn't say anything and just hands it to me. And I've got to 
asked the next question. Well, afterwards, I said, dude, what were you doing? He said, in my entire career, never, ever have I lost it behind camera because I'm always focusing on all the technical things. He said, but man, that was just way too real, way too powerful. I was overwhelmed. I couldn't speak. And I was like, what did you think was going on with me? Why did you think I could ask the questions? But I tell you, Alexandra was such a testimony to me, and she continues to be. The rejection of family, that's the ultimate. I always wanted the approval of my mom, my dad, and even now today, you know, my wife and my kids. Those are the ones that if they tell me, great job, man, that means the world to me. But if they say, I disagree with you, that's hard because they're the people who are closest to us. And, and I know there's probably people out there listening who have dealt with this, the abuse. And um, I, I have not. And all I, all I can say is, I'm so sorry. But like Alexandra knew, God loved her and she was worthy. She was worthy in God's eyes. And Sue made sure she knew that. God loves you right where you are. He is begging to talk to you. He wants to hear you. That's the story for me is God's just intense love for us. No matter where we are, He wants a relationship. He wants to hear our voice. He wants to hear us talk to Him. He already knows. He knows what's going on. But she found that out, and she found God, and I'll tell you, she is a powerhouse today. She is married and has two little kids and married a Christian man. So there's the story. It's a heavy one today, but one that encouraged me, and, and I hope for listeners and for you guys, it makes an impact and is encouraging to you. Wow, what a powerful story. It almost makes you want to just take one moment to kind of take it all in. It's emotional and so good at the same time. Yeah, it was emotional in the moment, that's for sure. And uh, and painful just to watch right. a young woman, you know, struggle with earthly, earthly pain, but catapult past that to mm-hmm. the most important, the spiritual blessing and the spiritual security that mm-hmm. she expressed. Such strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the story. The pain, like you said, the moving beyond that and living from that, but living from a place of knowing she has access to the one who loves her the most. For sure. Yeah. This story, honestly, there are so many verses and Bible stories that come to mind whenever I hear her story, but I think right now, kind of the most pressing on my mind is kind of delving into the pain um, aspect of it with her family specifically. Um, And so Mm -hmm. that reminds me of Matthew 10. um, And there's kind of a couple of verses, honestly, that it reminds me of, but I guess I'll read to you guys Matthew 10, um, 34. I'll start there and The Lord says, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. And he further goes to just talk about how 
his word is going to bring division amongst father and daughter um, or father and son, daughter and mother family. Um, his, his word and his message, the gospel, is not always going to bring peace amongst everybody. Um, he intentionally came to divide and show us the line of what is good and what is evil. Um, and unfortunately, that comes along with division in families sometimes, with friends, um, the people who are dearest to you. Yeah. And so this this story is this verse played out, unfortunately, but also we always know that the word um, does what it says it's going to do. And so this is a, a an example of that. Yeah. Living example of it in if you've grown up in church, you know, you've heard this, this passage, Matthew 10 preached about a lot, you know, I've right. heard, but, but this makes, this puts skin on it, I guess. Um, yeah. This mm-hmm. is where it's, it's reality. And, and I do, I think about that's, the, that's the group that, like I said, you know, you want to please them the most. You want, you want mm-hmm. them to endorse you. Right. But this is where it's real, where, my relationship with Jesus, her relationship with Jesus was far superior to mm-hmm. that relationship, you know, because my real question to her was, did you ever think about just putting Jesus aside so you had a good relationship with your family and you wouldn't be in this animosity wow. type, yeah. you know, conflict kind of relationship? And it wasn't even an option. Right. You know, she looked, mm-hmm. she honestly looked at me like I was crazy. And this, it does, it puts skin on that verse and that whole thought that Jesus brings to us. I didn't come to just make peace. I mean, when you follow me, there's going to be division. People aren't going to endorse what you do. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's going to be family. And we're still called to take up his cross and follow him. And she did just that. So if you keep reading in that little passage of scripture, it you know, it says that whoever finds his life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And she, she did just that, which is so powerful to kind of see that whole verse play through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's very powerful. I just think it, it's another element of understanding the cost of following Jesus and this is costly. And sometimes it costs us the ones that we love the most on this earth because we've encountered the one who loves us the most and we know is worth following. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus himself, not only does he love us so much, he also understands the most because he was even rejected by his own family. Um, We see that in John 7, 5. It says, for even his brothers did not believe him when he was visiting and he was with family yeah. and he was performing miracles. So he, above everyone else, not only is loving, but he is completely understanding and he's been there. Yeah, And it just makes me think, you know, do we change our thinking when we're around our friends and family, mm. when they think differently than us? It just makes me think about my priorities, about where I am with things and the things I'm thinking about with scripture. And does it does it influence how I follow Jesus the way when I'm thinking about how I relate to my family? That's impactful, Brooke, because you make the connection that Jesus 
understood. And if Jesus understands, he also walked that life and we can look to him and see what he did in response to that. And so Jesus didn't water down his message. Jesus didn't hinder telling his family the truth or, or stop performing miracles or spreading the gospel. He continued on and pursued on. And so what a great example for us to follow if we find ourselves in this situation of division over family or or mm-hmm. uncomfortableness around yeah. friends um just keep pushing through keep showing them the love yeah. of Jesus mm-hmm. well and you bring up a great point and that is what drives what really drives who I am is it Jesus yeah. which is constant or is it situational yeah do i change with the environment so when I get into a group and I know that what's being said or topics that are being discussed, and we won't go into detail on it, but I mean, our culture right now is truly messed up. Do I want to fit in? Do I want to be a part of the group? And especially in family settings with mom, do I just not bring up topics that I know need to be brought up? If it disagree, yeah. if it's going to cause a disagreement, in other mm. words, where's truth for me? Is truth mm-hmm. in God's word, or right. is it a moving target? And see, the moving target might appear like peace, but it's not really bringing peace. It's that's good. It's because we just waffle, and and there is no no foundation. And I see that more often with family. I admire my peers who don't change their beliefs because their kids now have a belief that disagrees with them, that Mm, they have the ability to say to their kids, no, that's not right. And here's why, because God says it's not right. And they're not Mm -hmm. afraid to have that conflict, which is truth, which is right and wrong. But I see so many parents that, I mean, the tail is wagging the dog. And I mean, just because your kids are 30 and 27 doesn't mean you cease being their parent. And that's just relationships all along. I mean, if if you guys were to come to me and say, you know, I believe X, Y, Z. I mean, my first thing would be, and where in the Bible do you get the authority on that? Where, mm-hmm. if, if that is contradictory to God's word, you can't do an I think and I feel. Because God doesn't really care what I think and what I feel. So here's the let's get real part for me. And this is tough. How do I respond in settings around friends? Yeah, we all deal with that. I mean, come on. We've got to be honest. You get in a setting with friends and topics come up. And man, you don't want to be the oddball. You don't want to be the odd person out and saying, nope. I don't believe that. I that is a woman. That's a man. I mean, let's just go to that one that that we struggle with today. And we could go on and on. There are things that we've known since we were children that God's word definitely talks about that we walk away from because we don't want to have that discussion. Ah, it's just too difficult. I don't Alexandra did not possess that. And she does not possess that. She possessed Mm -hmm. and showed really the challenge for me where it gets real. And that is with my closest relationships 
Am I willing to speak truth lovingly, not as a jerk and coming in like a bull in a china store, you know, and just, well, let me just hack everybody up with a sword. No, but am I willing to say I love you too much to just endorse this belief that is not based on scripture? Um, so to me, that's that's my challenge out of this. That's what I got from her right after experiencing it with her. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think you you stated this earlier, but speaking the truth in love, that is the real truth. And sometimes it can cost what looks like peace for real peace. Your let's get real really points to a challenge. I want to challenge the three of us and our audience to just think about the relationships where we feel like we have a lot to lose and it feels difficult to bring up hard conversations. Um, I just think it would, it will be important for us to continue to consider how we are going to acknowledge Christ Mm -hmm. and deny ourselves and the speak love in truth. And so my challenge really is to think about those relationships where you feel like you have a lot to lose um, and consider how you will acknowledge Christ in those relationships. Yeah. Cause that's part of that. That's part of that scripture. You know, if you deny me before others, mm-hmm. I will die, deny you. And man, that's a scary verse right there. That's a great challenge to everybody, to us, to all of our listeners is to really go back and read that whole Matthew 10, just read that whole area in context and think about what the challenge that Jesus is putting forth. This is not our challenge, honestly. This is Jesus's challenge to us as mm-hmm. his followers. Are, are we going to respond? Yeah. Are we going to stand up? Because, boy, we have the opportunity right now on a daily basis. It is. Uh, and I look at the blessings behind it. I look at Alexandra and her life and how it's been blessed. Mm. She is blessed beyond measure. Because she stood for truth. And she knows, Mm -hmm. just like she said into that camera, if you're searching for God, just keep searching. Because once you find him, you will never let him go. And that's it. If we are truly all in disciples, we know it. Absolutely. And it can be hard. I mean, this, this challenge... It may not be an easy challenge. I mean, we know that there are going to be trials in this life. We know that there's going to be pain. There's going to be suffering. Um, We know that. But we also know that we have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us to know what the Lord is thinking, to tell us what He's thinking, to tell us which way to go and what to say when we are in those relationships or in those moments that we recognize, oh, we we actually need to speak truth now. Um, Oh, Mm -hmm. actually, that doesn't align with the Bible. Um, And that kind of brings me to think, if we don't speak the truth to the people that we say we are closest to, are we truly loving them well? That's spot on. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. All right, guys, great episode, great conversation, great story. And I just continue to pray for, even though Alexandra is not her real name, I'll encourage our listening audience to pray for for her and others who are out there that are encountering this and to just 
pray for the church globally, that we will be the light and salt that Jesus has called us to be. All right. If you're listening to us, again, we would love for you to tell a friend, write us a review, give us a rating wherever you listen to this podcast. We don't care if you love or hate it. Give us uh, honest feedback whenever you listen to the podcast and uh, please share it with others. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you next time, which we're going to share a fun story there about a refugee coming over from Afghanistan. So come back to hear that story. It is probably one of my favorite stories that I've ever shared in any event. So guys, thanks for a great episode. See you next time. You've been listening to the 5511 podcast hosted by Dirk Smith, Peyton Armstrong, and Brooke Kell. It's edited by David Wilkinson. The 5511 podcast is supported by EEM. EEM publishes, prints, and distributes Bibles and Bible-based materials in 30-plus nations and in 20-plus languages, free to all. To learn more about how you can partner with EEM, go to eem.org. And we'll leave a link for you in the show notes. We'd also love for you to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'd really appreciate you telling your friends about us. So thanks for joining us, and we'll be dropping a new episode every other Tuesday.